the easier the deal to get, to hmm. win, to win the bid, the harder it is for you to get rid of the property when you go to sell it. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 135 of The Real Word. See, I knew the number before we went in. We were just talked about two Word seconds ago. Word is up. So if you, if you forgot that quickly, <laughs> we'd have a problem getting through this episode. All right, we got a buyer-heavy episode. Uh, buyers are in, I don't know, high supply? They're Inventory in, is in low supply. High supply. Yeah, lots of buyers. Interesting way of putting it. High yeah. supply. We have a... a Buyer heavy market. We're over locally. What is, we don't. What is that? Run renews over. Whoa! No, no, I never heard that. I think you made it up on the fly right there. <laughs> a renewed. It's really about like being your cup a is renewed? full. Like your cup, cup is full. full. Yeah, but. lots of buyers. So buyer heavy topic. Uh, two Inman articles, and then our marketeer of the week is a comedian that everybody knows. You got to stick around for that, or just fast forward to. You the, think everybody knows him? Everybody knows this dude. He's iconic. So not like Sean Penn. Like no one knows Sean Penn, but everybody knows this Every, guy. Everybody knows this guy. It's this so guy is way more famous than Sean Penn could ever dream of being. It's so funny. Have you watched, and I'm totally, I I, um, I was watching the Today Show and they, have you seen those those twin uh, brothers mm. that listen to music that they've, that they've never heard of before? And no. it's like, it's like Aerosmith songs and like Phil Collins songs. And it's so fun to watch them like listen to these songs that like we all know and like their or? reaction. Yeah, they're, they're young. They're probably... Maybe early twenties, but they've never heard these songs because early twenties. But they're I got really it. wildly popular songs where you would think, yeah. like, who doesn't know Phil Collins? Like, you know that what's that song in the air? I don't know the names, but when I hear it, you yes. Know. And but it, it's a it's it's a it, the YouTube page is actually blowing up because um, they keep on listening to all of these songs that they've never heard before, and like their reactions are so like authentic. But anyway, so mm. it kind of reminds me of that because you're thinking that maybe everybody knows who this comedian is, but these. These young men don't even know Phil Collins or hmm. interesting, interesting, isn't very, it? Anyway. Very good nugget, Nicole. All right. Racket number one, six reasons your buyer should walk away from a house, uh, from buying a particular your house. Your client. Right? Why your client should be so walking away from a house. We're going to go through the six. This is Vance Kellogg Inman article just came out and mm -hmm. we're going to go through the six and see if we think it's a racket or not. Okay. All right. Yep. Home inspections come back with major problemos. Always mm. recommend home buyers to complete inspections before moving forward. So home inspection comes back with major problems. Is that a automatic uh, cancellation? He's saying the five biggest concerns, foundation, water intrusion, electrical, mm -hmm. plumbing, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. roofing issues. Should you just walk away? Well, I wouldn't just walk away. I mean, a lot of those items are like you are now have to be disclosed, right? right? So now once the seller knows that those items are a problem, like they're going to have to disclose them in the future. So I would use that sort of as a negotiating tactic to hopefully maybe get the price lower or have them remediate. But I guess sure. if things get wildly overwhelming and there's really no salvaging it, I mean, it just makes the most sense. To, yeah, I think to walk I think away. the only one that might make a lot of sense to walk away on this foundation? list would be foundation or water intrusion because water intrusion seems to sometimes be impossible to correct like well, even you when you like correct, a, you could do like a curtain yeah, drain you can do the whole curtain drain but there's interior some there's certain things where you're always going to be dealing with 
yeah. sub pump or some type of so i'm never going to be able to sell my house oh no no no! you'll sell it location is everything <laughs> location location uh you got great location all right number two the home quality is questionable okay uh so that you would probably you know if something is questionable in the inspection, you'd probably want to go and have a well, contractor that you trust. Yeah, a well, local, this, but this isn't even this isn't even part of the home inspection. This is a whole nother bullet point. So you're not even at the home inspection yet. You're walking away from it, right? Well, they're saying coming right off the coattails of the home inspection is the yeah. build quality of a home. So I, I'm assuming I do. I have I do have clients walk away, especially if I'm seeing like a flip that's done really yeah. poorly. Oh, flips all the time. I mean, that one's a a, a no brainer when it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I see so many like corners cut on some so of these flips. Many. When I am working with a buyer and they want to do a flip, I just let them know this is a flip. I would never buy a flip. 90% of the time, maybe there, there's certain flips and flippers and, yep. and real estate investors, I would certainly buy their product. But flippers, are, are it's a math problem and, and there's corners that get cut. Yeah. So. Well, I think even with some builders, I actually had a buyer walk away. We never actually... And it does reference a, bu uh, builders in here. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. not a racket there. Uh, the neighborhood isn't a good fit. The average homeowner will live in their neighborhood for 13 years. When buying a home, they're not just buying a property. They're also buying into the neighborhood. Absolutely. And their future neighborhoods. Yep. So... They're saying to walk around, walk around the block, walk around the block. I mean, why not? I always tell people to do that. Come, come back say, at like five when everyone's coming home from like yeah. work, come in the morning, come on a Saturday, go on a Tuesday. I was just talking about this uh, yesterday, actually. I want to go like I would want to go multiple times, be one of those creepy buyers to find out if my neighbors have loud dogs. Ew, you don't like dogs. Yeah. Well, I don't like annoying dogs. Okay. You Wait, know. you like dogs all of a sudden? Like that's well, like I'm trying to keep it PC here on the okay. real world. Uh, so as long as they don't make a noise, I don't want to live come near in you. a super dog friendly area. I love oh. I love where hmm. I live. There's one. <laughs> there's one. You live in a dog. condo complex that does not allow dogs. I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is one little dog. Wow. Tiny. Hmm. Okay, Tiny. so that's a good one. All right, so neighborhood's not a good fit. Yep. You should know that before you engage in buying the house. Well, that's, that's what I'm thinking, too. That's homework you should do yes, before absolutely. you buy the house. Uh, the price is too good to be true. Very, very, I agree with this. This is not a racket. If the price is too good to be true and nobody else is buying it, if it's an easy deal to get and there's no competition, especially in this market, if there's no competition to get, yeah. the easier the deal to get, to hmm. win, to win the bid, the harder it is for you to get rid of the property when you go to sell it. You wanna buy real estate that everybody wants. You wanna buy real estate that has multiple offers on it because when you do go to sell someday, likely that location is gonna be you know, just as good or even better. Mm -hmm. You want that desirable real estate. So I agree there, but you and I have had multiple conversations about this because we have some higher end buyers that are always asking us like, why hasn't this house sold? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it does sometimes come down to- When you go to the super luxe prices, how that happens. Many, how many properties actually sell Absolutely. in that price point too. So we have to yeah, go, yeah. we have to like, we have to be a little easy. We can't just but like even, blanket the whole thing. Even there are- you know, and so then everybody asks, points. you know, like why? Like then they don't want to be the one that actually buys it because it's been on for yeah. so many days. But even in the higher price points, you will get these certain particular properties that will just fly off yes. of the market. Those are going to be very desirable when they sell. But to your point, even in the the most luxurious locations, uh, vacation Aspen, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago and, you know, places in California, New York City or whatever, along the shoreline here in Connecticut, that high high luxury you, you do have uh, a situation where they're going to sit in the market a little bit longer right there's only so many buyers 
Uh, sellers become disinterested or aggressive. Aggressive. It's time to walk away. Huh. This is a racket. Okay? Disinterested. This what does a, that mean? I mean, obviously, if, they, if they're not going to sell and they, they don't say want no, to sell, then it's not your choice. You're walking away anyway. Well, but, not necessarily. You could, if as a buyer, if you have a co- an executed contract, you could totally push for performance true. on that one. You're true. just going to yeah. spend some money getting them out. That is true. But this whole thing about aggressive, about sellers being aggressive, uh, they own the house. And if you're an agent representing a buyer, it's your job to take emotions out of it. Aggressive is an emotion. Well, That's right. an emotion that you're perceiving. Well, the buyer should never even know that the seller's being aggressive. Correct. Yes. And maybe they do because of the dynamics of the deal or whatever. Potentially. But it's your job to take that perceived aggression Right, like who? Who are you to say they're being aggressive? Right. Who are you, Mister, Mrs. Buyer, and buyer agent, to say that that seller is being aggressive? Maybe they're just energetic. Hmm. Maybe they're excited about the deal. <laughs> it's your job as the agent to take the emotion out of well, the deal. Obviously. So this, this is a total racket in my. In well, my it book. sounds like the agent's getting a little. Uh, it, they're ruining that deal right there. I think so. Yeah. Things fall apart before closing things fall apart like doors fall apart <laughs> most, like what's falling apart? most transactions go smoothly but there are tons of moving pieces that mm-hmm. can cause closing to be delayed or halted entirely these issues are rarely the fault of the buyer that's a racket hmm. who wrote this um, vance kellogg uh what do you mean rarely the fault of a buyer when things get delayed right now most closings are being delayed not necessarily because of the buyer, but no. the buyer's uh, lender, right. right? Because everything's getting backed up. Well, but that's not the buyer's fault, unless they're not getting but it's in on their the paperwork. Buy side. There's right. two sides to a transaction. Yes. The buy side, yes. them getting their financing and yes. all that kind of stuff, yes. and then the sell side, yes. the, the listing side. So he's he's really putting this all on the seller because they're what they're dragging their feet, but then he talks about title insurance. Reputable uh, title companies require title insurance to be purchased, and if you're dealing with a title company that's hesitant to provide the title insurance, beware, yes. 100%. I think he was just I mean, trying I, to come up with I the agree sixth with that. one. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I don't know. Would we agree with half of those? I agreed with maybe half. Maybe. So, all right. Uh, good job, though, Vance. Really, really like the insight. Good conversation piece. We'll I link that I guess I'm up. just feeling like if you've gotten that far, like you're so close to the end. And if it's the house you want and all this stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't let a little delay. You've invested all that money in home inspections. And, frustrate me. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Racket number two. 10 outrageous buyer beliefs agents should debunk ASAP. We talked last week about the seller. There was eight uh, seller beliefs that mm-hmm. were no longer we holding true. We had a really true. hard time decoding, so it'll be We're, we're not going to have a hard time this time, did right? Did you read this article? We're going to go quickly. Okay. Number one, my family member has a real estate license. They will help me. <laughs> right? Do you agree with that? That's a, that's a total racket. Total racket. Uh, number two... We'll get a better deal. This is interesting. Okay. We'll get a better deal if we use the listing agent for the property we buy. Hmm. So should all buyers forget about that in every situation? 100% of buyers, 100% of the time. It's a racket. Come on. That's a <laughs> racket. Listen, there's going to be, if you're, if you are, if this is your first real estate transaction, I absolutely encourage you to have your own buyer broker, no matter what property you have, have somebody that you've chosen before you start the process that you've really vetted out to represent you. If you're a brand new buyer. Now, if you're a dude like 
the dude that built this building, right. a real estate developer, yeah. Mr. Kenny Horton, who we just broke a record he with did. in Guilford, big, Connecticut, big New Haven County, highest sale ever. If you're if you're Kenny, you just know your number. You know your number. It either works or it doesn't. Like he, it's business. Well, he's a master negotiator. He's been negotiating his whole life. Yeah. He knows how to get a deal done. It's not. Go- he's a real estate investor. He's a very savvy real estate investor. He could go straight to listing agents, and he's done that on properties, and negotiate a better deal for himself. So that that's two ends of the spectrum there. Right. And there's going to be all kinds of different scenarios everywhere mm-hmm. in between. I would say for most people that are going to do two, three, four, five transactions in their life that mm-hmm. are buying single family residential homes, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what we're referring to here. Maybe mm-hmm. that, that's the angle mm-hmm. they're coming from. That, yeah, you're probably going to want to have buyer representation uh, that is, you know, selected before you even start looking at homes right yep yeah no i i agree i mean i do think there, there's so much more there's so much there's more, too many variables to well that that's one. just and there's so much more value beyond just getting a good deal on the house it's yeah. like are they directing you to the right home inspector are they directing you to the right attorney Correct. Are, i mean are they giving you information on how to turn like your like uh, like uh, all your um utilities on i mean it, there, it's 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 there's it's, it's really it. endless yeah number three we can't find the perfect house if we look long enough. We can. Oh, no, we can. I'm sorry. We can. Yeah. We can find the perfect house if we look long enough. doesn't matter how long buyers look. There's no such thing as a perfect, perfect house. house. That is 100% true. There are dream homes. There aren't perfect homes. Even when you buy new construction, there, there's going to be a punch list. There's going to be things that are off. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're only holding out for the perfect house, you're never going to find it. Well, I do think, though, that there is a little bit of um, like a... A progression though with a buyer because obviously you know you watch HDTV and these people think that they're you know on a $300,000 budget they're going to get all these things so it does it does sometimes take a little bit of time for them to then realize like oh, yeah. oh shit house number two was actually the best house I've seen in this price range it sort of goes along with the parent thing too like if your parents are going to be like having to check that box like they better come from the very beginning so they can see exactly like how the tour has progressed and like how the homes look like comparatively speaking so number four the home values posted online are probably more accurate than what my local agent thinks yeah that's a racket racket. i mean don't don't buy into that zestimate that is there to lure you on to zillow and it's worked quite well over the last 15 Mm -hmm. years number five it's smart to offer way under the asking price for a house we really want that would be the wrong move yeah agree with you uh, number six, sellers have to fix anything that's wrong with a property or compensate the buyers for repairs. Yeah, no, that that is not true. So not I agree. Uh, you know, some sellers just know they got the goods. And if they got multiple offers and they got cash offers, they don't have to do anything for you, even if you're at a higher price. Right. Buyer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're also in nine times out of 10 buying a used home too. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I, our contracts have gotten a lot better about like saying what you can and can't ask for during a home inspection. So that's always really yeah. helpful too, to remind your buyers like, hey, you know, in the contract, it says we can't ask for anything that's under like $100 or $500. I would $500 say in, in Connecticut, we have some of the best contracts. We definitely have one of the best MLSs, smart MLSs. We are very fortunate here in our real estate industry of this little state to have, uh, I think, some really good tools to use. Yeah. Really well, do. what's interesting, though, too, is that um, I didn't realize that in California, the seller actually has to do a home inspection before they list. Yes. 
Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, where does the like? There's the, a lot more paperwork in California. Yeah. Like, where does like the negotiation come in then? Like, are you are you allowed to hire your own inspector afterwards? You, you or got, are you negotiating in California, after? you, you got to do whatever California tells you to do. Just ask yeah. Uber and Lyft right now. Okay. You you, you can only do what they tell you to do. If yeah. You want to breathe? You got to check with uh, their gov. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, that's how that's how California rolls. That's how that is. Uh, number Sorry seven. If we have to bid full <laughs> price to get the house. We can always negotiate the price down when the inspection reports come in. Hmm. That's interesting. If we have to bid, yeah, I, I think, listen, if you're bidding full price and you're winning the bid because of that, you know, they're pretty confident in going back on the market. So, well, or maybe what, what if, what if nothing comes up in the later. home inspection? Right. That's I mean, such a gamble. you definitely can't rely on that. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a good one. We can worry about getting a loan once we've found the perfect property. Not in this market. You're going to miss out. Uh, all the time with all Never. these competitive And why would an agent want to offers. take you around? Like, what if you can't afford $400,000 and you're putting an offer in on a $400,000 house? Number nine, all lenders are basically the same. Yeah, that is... The biggest racket. That is a huge racket. Huge so racket. Totally agree. They are not all the same. Uh, you may want to talk to a couple uh, mm-hmm. before you feel comfortable, but, but definitely take the advice of your agent because that's who you're going to be working with. There's some continuity likely there. For sure. Number 10, rates are terrific right now, so we're going to buy a car before the house closes. I mean, again, are there were, car rates that are I, terrific? Is I, that a thing? It, it's not, that a, but, it, that, but what's that funny... That whole example's a racket. It, well, I feel like in both of them, they, they needed a six and they needed a 10. Like, why don't just yeah. go with nine? Just yeah, go, go with, with nine, nine. Stick with the nine. That 10th one is a racket. I've never heard a buyer ever say, you know what, I'm going to buy myself a car. All right, I'm excited about this one. Okay. Growing up, this was my favorite show on TV, probably... Still in my top five all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creator is the number one person I would ever want to have dinner with. Uh, I'm talking about Seinfeld. You are talking Jerry about Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yes. Jerry Seinfeld, you're our marketeer of the week. He wrote an uh, article, an opinion. For is that, is that an op-ed? Is that what they call that? A little op-ed? An opinion piece? I don't know. Maybe yes, Ness. Sam says yes. Yeah. Right. Jerry Seinfeld. So Whatever you, Sam says is the truth. I mean, yeah, he, could, he, he, just, he, just he just blows just, smoke all the time. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you say the word. He could mislead us. But we both rely on him so heavily. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jerry Seinfeld. So you think New York is dead? It's not. And uh, his reasons why, he talks about moving there in the hot summer of 76. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he doesn't love dogs either. There was no pooper scooper law and the streets were covered in dog crap. I mean, oof. He was pretty specific there. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, want to do that. But he, he signed a rental agreement, walked outside, his car had been towed, and he still thought to himself, this is the greatest place I've ever been in my life. You have a lot of New Yorkers that are extremely passionate about the city. In fact, here locally, I was just in a restaurant last week and through the plexiglass at the bar, mm-hmm. through three layers of plexiglass, mm-hmm. there was a nice lady sitting there doing a crossword puzzle. We started a conversation. Yeah, and bobbed and weaved a little. Bobbed and weaved. And uh, she has a, a vacation home out here uh, on the shoreline. Mm-hmm. And, and she uh, always has? She had? She's had it for years. Okay. It was a family property. Mm-hmm. So she's been coming out here for years. But she's in New York City, Upper West Side. And the way she was talking about New York, and she's like, I'm not going to sell it. She's like, I don't want to be in the Upper West Side right now, right. like today. I'm always here in the summer anyways. But with everything going on, she's like, it's not what it's been the last 10, 15 years. She actually said it's like going back into the 70s. So it's interesting that Jerry 
brought up the 70s in New York City. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to New York City since the pandemic hit, I so I, whether that's you know entirely true or not. Anyways, yeah. it, does she, is she referencing because of like crime? She was and referencing looting? like you know people sleeping on the street, like right. you know it, it's it's all of a sudden feeling like uh, San Francisco over there. Right. And so point of this being is her passion, the way she was glowing, talking about New York City, how she'll be there the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. It was undeniable. And right. and we've talked about this too. As much as we've talked about, you know, we've had our day in the sun here the last, you know, few months with all these New Yorkers coming out and, and we've definitely benefited. There's been winners and losers in mm-hmm. this thing. And, you know, Connecticut Shoreline Real Estate's been one of the winners because people from New York, New York City have decided to, to make a move to some degree. To some degree, because I think, and I don't mean to, but like yeah. a lot of them, like they're really still just wanting a second home here. Yeah. It's not like they're permanently relocating. That's true. Yeah. They haven't given so up things. They so they really aren't willing to sell their, their, their spots. Yeah. Some yeah. are and some aren't, but that's right. true. The, overwhelmingly, I think there are a lot of people keeping, whether it's the apartment or, you know, the rent or whatever. Right. But we need in the Northeast of America, in America, not even the Northeast, we need a thriving New York City. Of course. It's the best city in the world. So we need it to come back. Well, when um, he says that though, he, he, you know, he, he states about, you know, he talks about how, yeah, everyone's working from home, but people move to New York City because of the energy, the culture. It's not about going to a play or going to the theater. It's, a, it's about being around other people, even yeah. at work too. You know, I mean, I love coming into the office because you get to sort of like feed off of others. And that's well, he, really what he's talking about. That You know, you can't ever take that away. He said the best fiber optics in the world don't replace connection. Right. The energy you get from others and, and being around people. And like you're talking about, collaborating bouncing things off of each other and i agree with him that's why people go to the city they go for this human connection i mean the whole thing is just so lively you see the mayor said he's got absolutely no plan on when they're going to be able to eat indoors he has zero plan right now when they're going to be able to eat indoors so so i agree with some of the things that jerry's saying and this this piece is phenomenal we'll link it up you should read it it's a quick it's a quick read uh he does it better than i think any you know in in my opinion, because I'm such a big Jerry Seinfeld fan, yeah. he articulates this better than any real estate broker in the city could have, except for when he just keeps dumping on Florida. I don't well, really, that's because don't he, really he, referenced, that. he he references a, a woman, I think a woman, if you scroll up to the top, there's a link to the article that he read on LinkedIn. So he's, go down. Yeah, you're he's, right. He's it, responding right there. Some putts on LinkedIn, yeah, so wailing it, and whispering. So that person had moved to Florida. They left and were like, we're out, we're out, you know, we're, we're moving to Florida. And he's and, like, oh, you gave up, you know. And Jerry's clearly not that passionate about Florida. You, you get no. that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think what Jerry failed to mention is the other side of the coin the mayor in new york city i don't care what your politics are and we don't talk politics he's doing a pathetic job running that city that's quite clear to everybody on both sides of the aisle and it's because he gets up and he says i have no plan for indoor dining in the foreseeable future like it's not going to happen you see now all the the new york city restaurants are trying to sue the city because it's like how does the rest of the city have indoor dining how can i just go across the border to connecticut they're pulling it off we're pulling it off fine Mm -hmm. i told you about the plexiglass the whole Mm -hmm. thing they've got it all set up It's, it's working very well and so how does he have absolutely no plan just crushing these local businesses that make up the greatest city in the world i think that's the only thing jerry probably uh, left out, but he wanted to be a super positive piece, and uh, well, and I, I thought do, he was super direct and and, and proved the point. Yeah, I without do, you know causing too much of a stir. Yeah, look, see you at the club. That's how he ends it. 
He, see you at the club. But see right before club. that, he says, and I agree with this. This stupid virus? This stupid virus will give up eventually. The same way you have. Talking about the lady that wrote the, that. That <laughs> moved to Florida. <laughs> but I definitely agree that with that first part. Eventually, this, this thing is going to give up. Eventually, we are going to get a hold of this. And, uh, and hopefully, with enough data and leadership, we're going to get through it. I feel it. like Seinfeld is sort of like like our spirit animal. Remember la- yeah. like maybe last year, it's funny actually, maybe it was a year and a half ago. I mean, we were pushing so hard to like put like a positive spin on on Connecticut. Like we were desperate to, instead of talking about our horrible taxes and like our horrible yeah. state, you know, we were trying to do like these these spins to actually make it sound like it's a, a, a better, it is a great place to live. And, and obviously oh, people like are now, every day out here. and people are now obviously finding out about it, which is why our market is is booming now. Um, and I feel like Seinfeld's sort of doing the same thing. So maybe we're the marketeers of the week. And listen, <laughs> and I mean, Jerry references that he's got a house in Long Island. He probably wrote this from the Hamptons, by oh, I'm the way. Sure he so, did. you know, Jerry's not hanging but out right now what he's now saying is that he's city. never, he's never leaving the city. He's not willing yeah. to say that he's never going back. And I, and I think ultimately whether he's hanging out there right now or not, which I don't believe he is, uh, you know, I think he's looking forward to the day when, when people can go back. He's looking yes, forward to the absolutely. day when, when well, New York City are. can open back we up. I am too. I want to go to dinner. Yes. Do you want to go to a uh, play? We like to go to the play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think um, we're going to get through this. And when we do, New York City will be thriving and everybody in America and certainly for us in the Northeast will be better because of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Good well, job, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Maybe he'll retweet this. Maybe. You know? I doubt it. All right. Good try. Love, love your thoughts. Love your opinions too, by the way. If you think New York City is going to bounce back uh, and when do you think it'll bounce back? Sooner, later? Think it'll take a long time? Your thoughts on New York City in the comments. Love to hear from you and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Keep it real. See ya.